I'm in better health than I was when I was 19. And once you start seeing the different blood results month after month, and you see the results in your oh, body. Oh, dude, you're so in it. You don't want to go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, uh-uh. You break it down so easily so I could understand it and it makes sense to me. It's not about sacrificing. I'm not sacrificing. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying. I know that I have so much farther to go. I love that. Hey guys, welcome to the Ultimate Human Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brecka, human biologist, where we go down the road of everything that makes human beings ultimate human beings, not just, not just longevity, anti-aging, and functional medicine and biohacking, everything that makes regular humans ultimate humans. And I have an ultimate human on the podcast today, Dave Grotman. This has been a long time in the making. Oh, so excited to be here with you, man. Yeah, I'm jacked that you're here too. Um, so you've got a really interesting story. Um, you know, from graduating uh, with a with a finance degree. Yep. Um, you started bartending at twenty one. Started bartending. Uh, became passionate about the business, uh, and I, uh, you know, I'm from Naples, Florida. Same. Yeah, same yeah. From same, your same stomping as me. ground as well. Very small retirement community. All my friends are dead. Way outgrew that. Yeah, they were ninety years Way old when I grew up with them, and it's they're they're gone. Yeah. But. Uh, it was a it was a great place to to grow up. Small town, coming here to Miami, being in the hospitality business, exciting. Yeah, fun. but it's a global hospitality magnet from twenty one year old bartender. Sure, I mean there's a lot of distance there, right? I mean, oh, and, yeah. I, and I got to say that probably every twenty one year old bartender wants to be a global hospitality magnet. You know, listen, I don't know. A lot of people love to get in the hospitality business as the in-between before they become an actor, before they become, or rather in medical school or law school or this or that. And for me, it's not just a profession. It's, it's what I'm passionate about. It's, it's my lifestyle. Everything revolves around it, you know, and it's in my home as well. So it's not just, do I want to take care of you mm -hmm. in my places? But if you come to my home, it's the same kind I've of hospitality. Your you're absolutely, you're absolutely straight, honest about that. I mean, I live and breathe it. It's just who you are. So you're you're a 21 year old bartender. Um, you're not necessarily in a nightclub business. You're not in the restaurant. And business. I'm not super good looking, right? right? I'm not super good looking. <laughs> you I'm are not, now, though. I mean, obviously now. But uh, and you know, what's great about it is I was making. You know, I talk about this all the time. I was making 100 grand a year bartending, but I wanted to be That's a leader. It's very good, great job uh, in the Aventura Mall. The owner of the mall. Uh, today is my partner in all my nightclubs. So wow. you never know where the relationship's going to start. And I always preach to people relationships, 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 because it's been the superpower of my success. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, I talk about you behind the scenes a lot and you gave me one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was working with a very well-known celebrity and um, there was a kerfuffle about a picture that made its way in on, onto social media. And you called me and you said, Gary, this is not good. Um, and you said, the, the best piece of advice I can give you, and it's the simplest piece of advice, but I've applied it every single day since then. You said, with these people that are A-listers, celebrities, entertainers, at the top of the food chain, always play the long game. Always. Always play <clears throat> the long game. Just get into their flow. Don't ask for anything. Just Add value, add value, add value. Otherwise, they'll have no time for you. And as long as you continue to add value, you'll get into your, their flow and and, it, and the rest will happen. No, I mean, and listen, I, I literally follow that advice every day. Listen, Gary, to your, listen, you know, very quickly, you uh, 
started seeing and had a client list of amazing A-listers, celebrities, people that constantly have the finances and the and the and the will to seek out answers, right? Mm -hmm. And I see it all the time, right? Because of my business. And people are always so scurry to get the picture, or get this or get that. And it's not that, it's just like, it's, it's fun, it's sizzling, but if you play the long ball, it'll happen organically, right, yep. naturally. And I think you took that and right away. And, and I remember the person was like, you know, you were like, yeah, they're upset at me and this and that. And I said, just be honest. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna fool anybody, right? right? It's always to say, you know what? I made a mistake. Right. I understand why you're upset. It's never gonna happen again. And once you say that, it's over. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. It was over and since then the trajectory has been like, By the way, I can't believe it. Happened to me. Oh, listen, in my business, it it because you know these people are letting their inhibitions go down. Mm -hmm. They're having the best time of their lives. Everybody knows it's the most press worthy thing out there. But I don't go for the the short press with it. I right. try to go for the long ball press with right. it, and it's worked out a lot. Now, a lot of my competitors will go for and just try to get the, the terrible press on the person. Blah blah blah. And what they've done is not only did they burn that celebrity, but they burned the publicist, the agent, the manager, the whole team who control 10, 20 other people and each. What's astounding is the connectivity at that level. They all know And everybody each other. talks and everybody, everybody knows. Everybody know each, knows each other. That's why I never, ever open my mouth. Yeah, it's just, it's just better. Best piece of advice ever. So I want to get back to this, this journey because, you know, when we talk about what makes ultimate humans ultimate humans it's it's sometimes those little things the the, the failures you recovered from sure. you know the the passion that you never gave up um you know the business partner that actually taught you a lesson out of some kind of negative event in your life so talk about you know how you evolved from being a bartender to going into the hospitality industry because i actually remember you in in the mansion days with um with the opium group of course right you were with uh working for eric yeah milan, eric right? milan roman jones all yep, those guys. roman jones and all those guys and they're they're still around well and the milans aren't around but roman jones roman is jones. At kiki's yeah 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 kiki's um and and his partner eris great great guys great guys great guys eris is one of the kindest human beings roman to his credit this guy roman jones guys uh i was working in a in a very small cool place at the time but doing these big events with sponsors and stuff like that. And Roman came to me and said, I want you to run my nightlife group. And I, mm. and I remember his two partners were like, we never heard of this guy before. This is the guy you want to run our nightlife group. And they came and sat me down and I said, yeah, I want this much money. I think at the time it was whatever. And they said, we've never heard of you. We've been burned by so many people. We don't want to pay you that. And I go, I'll tell you what, what do you want to pay? And they said this, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna work for you for one month for that amount. But if you wanna keep me after that, it's gonna be this amount and you're gonna pay me the difference of that one month that I did this, this compromise with you. After two weeks, they were like, we're good, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, we're yeah. so happy. That's awesome. And it, it gave Would me, you say that was a tipping point? It was a big tipping point because it gave right. me a platform to do what I do. Having Opium Garden Preve at that time and being able to, it had, it had kind of started to go down a little bit but still had this really great aspirational yeah, yeah. thing and it gave me a platform to really say okay let me go to work now and do things and bring sponsors and be able to do events that were bigger than that that venue should have ever done in, in a million years and it helped build my name and by building a great brand within that i wasn't a front of the house guy then i wasn't such a guy that was out there and i was always behind the scenes creating 
But what, what made do. what made what you did different, right? Because I got to think that the industry's full of great hosts. At that time, people. At that time, I was just very event. How can I bring DJs and and people to do events and use other people's brand equity, marketing equity, to mm. to grow my brands? Mm. And so you already had this mindset that yeah, because this I is going to be a brand of my own. Because people, just inviting someone to a Friday night at the nightclub is cool. But if you invite somebody to a Friday night at that time to a big Playboy event or a big uh, Mercedes-Benz event or Versace mm. or whatever it is, it gave them a reason to go out. It made it feel more special than just being in a regular nightclub. Mm. Or, and that, that's how I kind of took that and tried to, and tried to magnify the shit out of that. So you started building this list. You're always thinking and I'm going to do this other, for myself. Other brands, 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 building brands and building brands together. Yeah. So I used their brand equity to build my brand. And I think too, you know, one of the things that I've gotten to know about you is that, you know, you're known for the hospitality industry, the nightlife business, the restaurant business, but it's really, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Alcohol brands. I mean, you're just reviving the Prince brand. Yes, I, yes. I still remember Prince as a kid, just a big tennis brand. And I felt like it was kind of like an old stodgy dinosaur. So you came in and started to reinvent it. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, almost five years ago, a friend of mine at ABG said, hey Dave, we have a bunch of brands here. It's an th authentic brand group. And I said, well, you have this Prince brand that was just out of, it was just bankrupt, we just got it. I said, I wanna do that. I love how iconic the brand is. It reminds me of my childhood. It, to me, it's Same Country here. Club America. It's, a, it's, an, it's an American iconic brand to me that resonated with me because of those days of Andre Agassi. Yeah, Andre, oh and yeah. That. And that for me, that was the best time of my childhood. Wasn't that McEnroe too? Not McEnroe, but he was David, before. Yeah, it was, it was Michael Chang, all these guys. But if you look back in the archives, everybody played with Prince. Yeah. And then they didn't. Yeah, and then they didn't. So bringing it back has been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And what's the, what's the plan for that brand? I mean, what? so uh, keep going, going more fashion forward. We know we're not going to have the budget to have players like everybody else, but we want to just give great hardware, which is the technical stuff, the rackets and all that, mm -hmm. and then give you the coolest aesthetic to, to be able to play tennis or lifestyle. Right. And I, mean, I didn't even like tennis when I, when I did this. <laughs> I take up tennis during COVID. I'm so obsessed with COVID, I mean, with tennis now that I play two hours every morning, eight to 10. Yeah. Obsessed with tennis, as you know. Yeah, you're crazy. I live and breathe tennis. Yeah. And I actually just sent you an article, a clinical study that people that play racket yeah, yeah. sports live longer than, than, than the average. I, I never had a sport that I was so excited about every, and if it rains, I get pissed off. I'm yeah. like, ah, ah. So I've played in the rain, I've done whatever I can, but I, I have to tell you, it's just for me to have some, something. And my it's wife is always, yeah, too. my wife is always like, I wish you like this, like you like tennis. And she always refers to what she wants to change in me yeah. or for me to do like the way I like tennis. You know, I think, I think people, one of the things they don't realize about exercise is exercise is actually a form of meditation. Oh. And so for people like you and me, that type A's, that their mind's always going, you know, when our environment quiets, our mind wakes up, we got a thousand ideas, we have a thousand meetings, we got a thousand projects. So it's really hard to just sit down and sort of own quiet your mind. So listen, after many years of, of this kind of stuff is, Dave, when you, uh, when you sit and relax, how do you feel? Well, here's the thing is, and I'm sure you're going to find it with a lot of guys like myself, they probably just don't want to be alone in their own heads. Like, mm. like where people- I don't like vacations. <laughs> yeah, like where people are so happy to just be by themselves and I can't be by myself mm -hmm. and I can't just stop thinking, I just can't stop doing. And it could be that maybe, you know, 
I have some traumas that I had to deal with as a kid or whatever it is, right? right? But I'm so happy to be busy and to be going and figuring things out and, and what's the next and how do I make it great that I don't really want to sit back and, and that's not relaxing to me. Right, right, right. It's the and, and opposite of. No, I see it. Every time I go into your place, it's like there's another meeting with Skinny Dip, there's another alcohol brand, there's another fashion brand. So you're branching out not just from hospitality and Well, I and try to create an ecosystem for myself, right? So I try to invest in brands from liquid death to goodles mac and cheese to last crumb cookies and now this new one skinny dipped which yeah. i'm so excited about as you yeah, as excited you are about it too. it's a better for you you know snack and candy every girl loves it one gram of sugar in a lot of them it's it's amazing for me it's like now that i've gone on this mission on this journey to try to better myself mm -hmm. I don't want to just put shit in my body, right? So. so much different. I mean, so so you and I, we, we've known each other for a while, but we really started to get going in around May of 2021. Well, okay, you yes. Were, you were, not, actually, you said, May, let me just May get now. a blood test. Let me, oh, let yeah. me just do an exosome and a blood test yeah. on you. And, uh, and a cheek got, swab. <laughs> and a cheek swab in my DNA. And it it really changed my whole life now i have a great trainer that i i went on this mission during COVID to try to get i was 240 anthony anthony yeah, rhodes he's best trainer ever still my trainer Dude, every day i went from 240 to 190 and i couldn't get past 190 and i also wanted my levels to be correct and my endurance mm -hmm. and my energy and you changed all that for me thank you uh and I, not only did you change it all for me that i weigh 170 now but i have great muscle mass and <clears throat> and i feel like I have a team around me, right, with, with you guys. What's so great is I, I can't wait to tell other people about you. Not so, everyone oh, that comes to my house. You're probably 60% like, of my business right now. <laughs> I mean, 60 is a little low, I yeah. think, to be honest. Maybe 72. The, okay. <clears throat> 72. So what I think is so cool about it is once I put you in front of somebody, they're like, what's this biohacking, da-da-da-da? Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, let me just get a blood test and a, and a swab, and yeah. we'll go from there. Just happened five minutes ago. <laughs> it, it happened yesterday. It yeah. happened today. It yeah. happens every day. Happens every I day. can't wait for people to see what all this is about because it's just crazy to me that not so many people know about it. Well, you know, a lot of people, they, they think they feel great, right? They're, they, they have a feeling of, you know, how well they're thinking, how well they're sleeping, sure. their energy level, their response to exercise, but they actually have no idea where their true baseline sense of normalcy is. And I remind people about this all the time because a lot of times they'll go, oh my God, Gary, I feel amazing. And I'm like, you don't really feel amazing. You're like, well, what do you mean? You feel normal. That's how normal's supposed to feel. Right. Like you feel normal now. Like, you know, you say, I feel great and I have and I have more energy and I'm thinking more clearly and I sleep more deeply. And you have, you know, probably the most fucked up schedule of, of anyone, right? I mean, um, when you're not traveling, your schedule is still off, right? right. Just based on 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 your career. And now for you to say that you feel amazing, it's because your baseline sense of normalcy is so much higher. I mean, human beings have no idea how well they can thrive when you replace the right raw material. So, you know, when you get a level of success and you're in this busy business, mm -hmm. your health, your this, it's the second thought on your list. You're, and you think you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. But after having my blood test and seeing my testosterone level was 97. Right. And, I remember. And this and that and that I could be better. Sugars were high. Well, my cholesterol high. was, and of course I blamed that I eat a poppy steak every night. Right. So that of course caused it. But you're like, we could fix this. You could mm -hmm. still have your lifestyle that you're looking to do, but at the same time, let us fix the inside of you yeah, out. Yeah. And once you start seeing the different blood results month after month, 
and you see the results in your oh, body. Oh, dude, you're so in it. You don't want to go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, uh-uh. You're so uh, into it. And that's how it is, I think, for most. Once you see a little bit of a result, that's what changes everything. Yeah. And 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 the nice thing is you see the results on the outside, right? Um, I'm, I'm losing weight. You know, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm shopping. I'm buying clothes that I could yeah. never buy before because they didn't make it an extra, <laughs> extra large. But when you see what's happening on the inside, when your blood starts to change and you're like, wow, my triglycerides are down, my sugars are down, my insulin's down, my cholesterol's down, you know, my immune system's improved, my red blood cell count's higher. Now you realize the real impact because you're super into it, man. You're, I'm real like <laughs> Like, I'm like, why? This guy I, calls I, me 24 hours after his blood work. Is my blood back? Is my blood back? Is my blood back? Because <laughs> I, I feel like it's passing an exam. Yeah. I feel like, listen, I, 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 I was, because, listen, at the end of the day, you do have to be disciplined with making sure you take your stuff daily. You have right. to make sure you're, you stay on it. Uh, and it's okay. And now, it's okay. if I have a slice of pizza or this, or that, it's okay. Right. Okay. How much of a chore is it for you uh to stay in shape, to, to stay on the protocol, you know, supplements, nutrients, and, and, and to kind of stay within the guardrails of the, uh, you know, the, the diet. And that's not really Wait, a diet. It's you know, not really it's more... a diet because, let me tell you guys, at, at the end of the day, when you get to a, your, your, your desired weight and muscle mass and all that kind of stuff, it's okay. You know what I mean? You yeah. know that, that tomorrow you're just going to do, you're going to work a little bit harder and you're just going to get it off. And I think it's, it's not about sacrificing. I'm not sacrificing. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying. I'm mm -hmm. like so excited to, to go play tennis. Before my, and my glutes weren't firing. This wasn't good. That, right. The fact that I'm able to go, at, <clears throat> I'm almost 49 in like, let's say a week or two. And I'm, I'm in better health than I was when I was 19. Oh, you look amazing, man. We're going to run some before and after pics. Oh, I mean, no, no. It's just astounding, thing. man. Uh, I saw a video with you and Mark Wahlberg. You were doing a fight scene. Yeah. Um, the other day. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was in 2018. So that's 2018. So not that long ago. And you were you were No, you no. Were that was boy. probably one of the heaviest I was at. Yeah, probably, you were, probably closer to 250 at that point. You were point. a big boy. You were doing this, um, your fight scene. I don't know where I saw it. And I was, was like, it? wow. That is an astounding transformation. Talk a little bit about um, after you made this transformation, you got to your targeted weight. Like, what kind of things are you seeing in your life as a byproduct of just feeling better, well, thinking more clearly? Un unfortunately, I can't keep my shirt on now. I want to keep my <laughs> shirt off at all times. I noticed that too. It's uh, all over and Instagram. even my friends are like, okay, man, we get it. Can you put your shirt on now? And yeah. I'm like, I can't put my shirt on. <laughs> I've been a chubby Jewish guy my whole life. Yeah. I never once had a muscle. I've been to meetings that where he shows up shirtless, literally shows I, up shirtless. I don't ever want to wear a shirt. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> my... Uh, my friends and my family, everyone, they're like, can you just put a shirt on, man? And I'm like, no. No. I spent, it my feels whole so life, good. I spent my whole life with shirts on. Yeah. Let me at least live a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that to me is the best part. And, you know, friends of mine that have been friends of mine for 20, 30 years, they're just like, we never thought this would be possible. I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes, eat fat food, fried this, do that, didn't matter. Drinking, you're drinking, out, right? yeah. everything you can imagine, and now I don't do any of that, man. I and mm -hmm. I, and yeah, I still have a desire to have fried chicken. I still have a desire right. to eat this and that. And you know, once in a while, I'll have a bite of that, but I won't eat the whole thing of that, yeah. and I won't make it my lifestyle to do that. But you know, it's amazing. I, I I refer to some of the things I do as my drug of choice, like cold plunging. Ah, right now, is my drug of choice. That's a great idea. And the reason why I say it's my drug of choice is because nothing makes you feel that good. Right. I mean, I get in there for three to six minutes. When I get out, I feel like I won the freaking lottery and I'm in that mood for seven hours. 
And I'm like, if I could just tell the world how good you could feel by just doing something as simple as an ice cold shower or a cold plunge, um, you wouldn't want the other things that you're trying to use to get you to that same feeling. I couldn't agree more. Like, as this journey's been, it, and listen, again, it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's been years now that I've been doing this. Uh, but every time it keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And I love just seeing the results and the results and the results. And when I'm like, this is kind of it, I know I have so much farther to go. Mm -hmm. I love that. So so let's get let's get back to your journey a little bit. Okay. Um, where is Dave Grutman in five years? You know, people always ask me, what's your five-year plan? Yeah, where are you in three years? And, you know, listen, I have like 22 openings in the next few years. Restaurants? Restaurants, hotels, resorts, uh, nightclub, a day club. And, and that's kind of, for me, that's where I am. But also on the venture capital side, investing in founders mm -hmm. and really pushing these, these investments and these, these, these products that people are... I love working with founders to, to make their dreams come true too, to use my network, to use my resources, yeah. to be able to grow brands. I know you're close to the GoPuff guys and obviously they're exploding and they're great guys. Or often the best guys ever. The guys that founded GoPuff, Raf and Yak, yeah. my favorite people in best, the world. Best guys. Uh, but huh. I'm lucky enough to have some of these, I, I call them the masters of the universe because I get to be around some of the greatest business minds in my life. And I think it's so great for my daughters because they get to be around it and they yeah. say, and they're inquiring about it. My daughters love your daughters. Uh -huh. um, in fact, my daughter's down with your daughter right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to see my wife, who's now such an entrepreneur. Yeah. And she won't take Her take jewelry fees. brand. Her jewelry amazing. brand, her clothing brand. But, but she's also, she won't take fees a lot of the time. She'd rather take equity in a brand because she knows she's going to help turn the needle for that brand. Mm. And she thinks like an entrepreneur. And, you know, we've, oh, we've done this, this restaurant thing together. When she came in my life is when we opened our first restaurant, which was Komodo. Uh, highest grossing restaurant uh, in the know, country, in right? The country. That's and, insane. So, so How old is Komodo? Seven years old. Wow. And it's still going strong. And we just opened oh, Dallas. There... We just opened Dallas two months ago, crushing, doing great. The brand's going to grow now to another big city, which I can't talk about, but that'll be in December. And it's, it's great to see one of your brands live outside of Miami. You know, in Miami, yeah. of course, it has a better shot than not with, with, for me to be able to do a brand but when you take your brand and you take it out of miami to dallas and it's working so well that's one of the best feelings ever now do you take the same team there or do you have a local partner do you have different partners so, in different in the same restaurant so in different places we, you want to we've found is you really want to know the landscape in whatever market you go to so you definitely want to hire local that's the biggest thing because it, and you want to have like we well, have what about we have partnerships a, i mean are partners local or? so we have a couple of investors that are from dallas okay. and um and that's great, but you, you want to make sure, like, we have a quail on our menu in Dallas. Mm. We would never have quail on the menu in Miami, that's right. for sure, but maybe now. But you always want to know what, what, what's going to make that city identify with your brand and not just be the big shot from an out of town that's coming on in. So those, so those investors are strategic because they've got local market of knowledge. Because obviously, of I mean, at this stage, money can't be that difficult for you to raise. No, no. But at some point, it had to be... A real issue. Yeah, in the beginning, capital was the hardest thing. Like yeah. people, like when I first did Komodo, people thought it was going to be at that time. Brickle was not that busy. Uh, I had seen that all those condos that the condo crash had happened with that were all filling up with young professional rentals mm -hmm. that were coming to my nightclubs and stuff like coming to live, coming to story, doing all that. That this was going to be where they're going to live. I knew that this area was going to be full of young professionals. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had some data telling me this, which was great. We opened Komodo, but my friends were like. I don't, I don't know, but we want to invest in you, Dave, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, Jeff Sofer owns the Fountain Blue. Didn't Another see me as a, yeah, guy, yeah, but didn't see me as a restaurateur. Did invest in me. I'm like Jeff. I've made you. I've made you so much money, man. He's like, yeah, but you're a club guy. And I go, okay. So meanwhile, now Komodo is going to be going into one of his his hotels coming up. I love it. I think it's all about hospitality, whether it's a restaurant, car wash, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Hospitality is hospitality. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of remind me. There's my favorite sports quote of all time. It was Wayne Gretzky's famous quote. I never skated to where the puck was. I always skated to where the puck was going to be. It's it's 100%. And, and I feel like you're that foreshadowing guy in in the hospitality industry to say, it's not where the hospitality industry is today, it's where the hospitality industry is going. So where does that come from? Because when you're like the lead rhino in the herd, there's no one to give you advice. There's no one to say, this is the spot, Dave. You you know, the, the, the city's creeping that way. You know, you're, you're, you could be ahead of the tide. I mean, I mean like anything else that that's, you, you get a feeling and a sense and you kind of have great instincts and instincts a big part of this business, but I am lucky enough to have people around me like Noah Tepperberg, who has Tau Group, and you know even Jeff Sofer and I talk, and, and I, uh, even my 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 own team. Mm -hmm. So as great as I am, I'm I'm good. But as good as I am is because of the guys that I work with, right? Like uh, the Chris Comos, the Purples, the Edwards. Like I have great teams around me, lots of great people that work with my company, or I wouldn't be here today with you sitting in this chair, man. Yeah, no question. It's I mean, like, everyone's always like, you know, oh, you're, you, you do this and you do that. No, I, I, our company's able to accomplish this because mm -hmm. I have some of the greatest individuals around me. And is the idea to just keep going, growing Groot Entertainment Group and, and continue to do lifestyle type projects where you're doing the hospitality, you're doing the nightlife, you're doing the restaurant, you're doing- Yeah, I mean, we just want to do super cool shit right now. At this point in our in my life and in, in my company, we just want to do the coolest stuff you can imagine. And that's why, you know, in, in a few years ago, we, we, we partnered with Live Nation, mm -hmm. who's the number one entertainment company in the world. Mm -hmm. Michael Rapino, best CEO ever, president. And, you know, he bought into my company. We have a great partnership. Mm -hmm. And it's being able to partner with people that are going to grow your brand and, and help really accelerate what you do and give yeah. you that guidance and, and help. And, and kind of along the way, you know, obviously you're known for all this, this record of successes, but talk a little bit about the, the things that didn't work out. Oh my like, God. Like, that, like uh, what was people, a concept that you were like, holy shit, that so, really you know, never I, saw that coming. Yeah. I opened this amazing diner on an old architectural firestone, very vintage I remember building. I remember Winkers. Coolest Winkers, named after my one-eyed cat. <laughs> Best food, my favorite food. Legit named after his one-eyed cat. Total failure. Total, total failure. And uh, So what do you do when you recognize it? How fast do you, you switch you, gears? I mean, Listen, you have to be able to say, I'm not going to put good money over bad. And you have mm. to know when to say, it's going to burn so much of my time working on this. When I can apply it to things, that's going to 10x, you know, 10, 10 times my money on something else. So, you know, after three, four months, we said, no, thank you. Sugar Factory, a very good friend of mine, now took over the space, and I'm partnering with him on the space. Okay. And I, I so it's going to be Sugar Factory. It's, it, it is. It just opened a Sugar oh, Factory, and he's doing great. And okay. and I love that someone else can make a space work that I just couldn't make right. it work. And there's sometimes where I just can't make it work, man. So so is that one of the things you'd say you've learned on, along this journey? Is like when to put your ego aside and say, I'm not just going to keep pushing this and pushing this so that. Dave Grutman doesn't have a failure on his records to say, hey, we're going to shut the lights off. I have, listen, roll this by the way, I'm going to have more failures on my role yeah. because as if you're, if, if you're not afraid to swing for the fences, you know, you're going to strike out sometimes. It just, yeah. It's just life. Uh, 
it sucks when it happens. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, but it's a learning lesson, da da da. It just sucks. Yeah. No matter if they say it's a, <laughs> whoever tells you it's not a failure, it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, it's, it's just not a great feeling, right? Yeah. And I have an ego like anybody else, maybe even more so. And it sucks to get a black eye, but that kind of, and everyone's like, oh, but you know what? I pick myself up right away and I go attack and then I have a get-go or yeah. I have another big hit, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you follow it up with something great and, and, and people have short memories. Yeah. You know, an another thing I feel that a lot of people might not know about you is you're an amazing father. Oh. Um, well, if you talk to my wife, husband. she'll tell me that I need to be more present, I'm sure. Like, Do you see that? I was just going to say you're so present every time that I'm there. Because I'm around you quite a bit behind the scenes. There's no cameras rolling. There's no fanfare. We're not at your clubs. We're not at your restaurants. We're in your living rooms. But the, t the time, the dedication, the bond I see you have with the little girls, um, I can tell that they just own your heart. Yeah, listen, I have two daughters, uh, Kaya and Vida. Mm -hmm. My wife, Isabella, and thank God I have my wife because she's really made sure these kids are not entitled kids. Mm -hmm. They're not spoiled kids. They're yeah. sweet kids. They're polite kids. They're respectful kids. Yeah, I feel like you and Isabella are kind of the yin and yang. Yeah, because, you know, you know I, I, she tells the kids one, one toy each, and I say I want to buy the whole store. And she's <laughs> like, if you buy the whole store, we're going to have real issues later on. And she's right. And, uh, you know, my, one of my daughters yesterday said, I want a happy meal. And I was like, no, we're going to get this for dinner, not a happy meal. And she started crying so badly and throwing such a temper tantrum. And I was like, should we just get her the happy meal? My wife's like, if you get her this happy meal, I'm going to kill you. Mm. And I'm like, okay, no happy meal. And right. then she's right because later on it would be very bad. And then they learned that, that, they learned that that's, that's the way to get dad to give in. But listen, it, it takes work to be present. Everyone loves to say, yeah. oh, I'm the best father. I'm always with my, and I see this with, 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 my friends it's not a and the kids are trying to go for it. Right. For me, it's just like it takes it takes a little bit of effort. Of course, I want to cuddle my daughters and love my daughters, and 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 I, and I do. But to, to be present in their lives is is very. It's it's you got to do it, and yeah. it doesn't come so easy for me. I have to really focus on it because I want to check my phone. I want to see what's going on. I want to talk to this person, that person on yep. the phone. And that they don't really care about any you of kinda that. Stuff. You kind of detach a little yeah. bit in the summertime. I mean, you're, oh, you yeah, guys no, are going over, there. you're going overseas, you're going on the boat, you know, you're doing a little European tours, but the girls are going with you. Yeah, of course. We bring our kids with us everywhere. They've been to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Israel, dude. That's everywhere. The best. Paris. They we go homeschool everywhere. our youngest too because they're just on this journey with us. Um, I think it's the coolest thing to see my daughters run around the pyramids in Egypt or be around Jr. the artist, who's one of the most amazing people in the yeah, world. He is and amazing. I, and we just did Tokyo and Korea together. And to see my kids running around and having the best and really taking in the different environments that they get to experience. Yeah. And yeah, they're young and they may never remember any of this, but I, I think, think it's going to leave some kind of imprint on them that it's going to help them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when, uh, when you peruse your social media, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of Isabella. Um, so how did you guys, how did you guys meet? Met her in New York at a, a, a mutual friend of ours was dating one of her best friends, another Brazilian. My wife's Brazilian. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met her for a few minutes. She put a flower in my head. She's one of the calm Brazilians. So. She's very calm. <laughs> she left Brazil when she was 14 to go model in Korea. Okay. But she is one of the most smartest, stable people I know. And I uh, took her for lunch the next day and I convinced her to come to Miami if, a week later. From New York. From New York. And... and I'm just so lucky to have her, man. I can't, every day I'm like, I wake up with grateful. I'm just so grateful. I'm, yeah. I have a lot of gratitude for her. Your kids are like mini-me's of your wife. Oh. They're literally just shrunken versions of, she, of, the, of your wife. And listen, I, guys, uh, as you know, 
I, we do a lot, I do some of the coolest shit in the world. I get mm-hmm. to be do the f- most fun things, adventures, this, that, meet the coolest people. There's nothing that even comes close to how cool it is to have kids. I know. I totally agree, man. My it's oldest two work for me. You know both of my, right. my you know, Madison and Cole. Um, they're both in school full-time. They both work, work with me full-time. We travel together. We see clients together. Like, they caught the bug. Because I, I, I feel like you can teach your kids anything, but you can't give them a passion. No. Right? That's got to come from them. And I always hoped they'd catch the science bug. And then they both did. Because we make science fun. Yeah, you know, what you guys do is you guys break down science so the Joe Schmo can understand it. I don't know what a neutron is and this and that. And <laughs> neutron. All that, whatever, the, whatever we talk about and this stuff. Right. I don't know about any of that stuff. But you break it down so easily so I can understand it and it makes sense to me. Oh, it doesn't, you, you can't process this because your body doesn't allow you to process yeah. this. You have to be able to process it a different way. So let me, let's, let's go over this and, and, and this is going to help you process it yeah. and be able to take it in. And just something simple like this, being able to understand the chemistry of your body or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and I don't feel like you're making me feel like an idiot for not knowing it, right? That's the best part. I think that's my superpower is yeah, to take 100%. the ultra complicated and explain it in a way that people understand. I mean, I really want to get that message out. I mean, my passion is to change the face of humanity. I mean, this by, is why I'm sitting giving here, them Gary. That information. I, I, I turned down so many, po- of course, I've done a couple of great ones, but I'm so happy to sit with you and be able to get this message out because I think the more people, like my friend's father has Parkinson's, the fact that you're helping him and he's now showing insane results. And, mm-hmm. and of course, a mutual friend that was going to get a kidney transplant. He doesn't need the kidney transplant anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just... Oh, that's chicken soup for the soul stuff. It's the coolest it's, thing yeah, ever. And when thing. I bring you downstairs, or I bring people to your place, and, and you just talk with them, it helps me win deals. Does it? But yeah, of course. People love it, man. People think it's the... It, when you change someone's life, yeah. you build a relationship with them that's gonna, that's you're going to have with them for, forever. They're mm-hmm. always going... That's why every, everybody that calls me and says, hey, you know, my kid is going to go to University of Miami. Amazing. Yeah. I meet with the kid. I make sure the kid could get a haircut, dinners, whatever that kid wants. I make sure that if the kid gets sick, he has the best doctors or she gets the best doctors. It changes your relationship with people. When you do something great for someone's kid, you love people a different way. And I make sure of it, man, because I know if I was a father and my kids were going to a a different city, I would feel so happy to have a, a, a friend like myself to be able to look after them and make sure if, God forbid, something happens that they're there. Yep. And that even if the kid just wants to feel like they have a home-cooked meal or whatever it is, that they come, come over and see with Isabella and my daughters and whatever it is. But it's, it changes people. When someone does something for your kid, it's just like, I love it. Yeah, you know, that's another thing I noticed about you is that behind the scenes, it's not just a, a, a bunch of superficial relationships. No. Like these people are in your home, they're your friends, they're your family, you vacation with them, you go to their weddings, you break bread with them. Well, I show up. Yeah. That's the main you thing. You show so up. That's- you, you know, no matter what, whether it's whoever it is, you just want to be able to show up for people. When you mm-hmm. show up for people, it means so much. Yeah. When people, you know, listen, when people show up for me, I'm like, wow, thank you for showing up. Like, yeah. I know how busy you guys are. I know nice you have your own thing. That. It's just like, it's the most genuine, nicest thing you could do for yeah, somebody I mean, you've to done the up. same thing for my kids for their 21st birthday. I mean, every time that I need a reservation, I mean, you guys go out, you go out of your way. I mean, it's, it's, it's astounding to me how involved you are in the details. It's all about the details. It's, what do you mean? 
It's all details. Yeah. My business is all details. That's what people don't understand. They're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm eating dinner, but I'm seeing the table next to me with a dirty plate or I'm seeing. It must drive you crazy. No, no, the whole thing's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a nightmare. Is and it worse going to your own restaurant or is it worse going to somebody both. else's restaurant? Like, if I go to someone else's <laughs> I, and I don't, and I, listen, I know I don't want to be disrespectful and say anything, but sometimes I have to be like, listen, this is, you know, whatever. But can you bring the manager over here? I have a list. No, list just like this, like, like just your own knowledge. But the more thing is like, I'm looking at social media, people tagging my restaurants and stuff like that. And I'll see on there if, if, if there's an app, like if there's sushi with like a duck and 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 different stuff, and I'm like, wait a second, why is there sushi with a duck? That means the server just ordered everything at once and didn't didn't take them uh, on a, on a journey. Just brought um, it all out, and, and, it may, and the, the person may not say anything, but the person will never come back again because they felt like they got rushed out of your place. Mm. So you, you always want to see how the sequence of service is at your places and social media. Kind of, and I'll call the manager, and be like, tell me what's going on with this table, this name right now. And they're mm. like, you're right, David, the, the server ordered everything at once. And, fired and when everything. you do that to your team, it lets your team know that you're watching. Always watching. Know you're watching. And they know when I walk in the restaurant, the energy is going to change right away. They know they better be on their game. Right. Because I'm looking at everything. But it's just stuff. as important that they're on their game when you're not there. That's, obviously you're by not the way, there. that's the best leadership is everyone's great when you're there. But how does your leadership when you're not there? Yeah. I'm not able to travel and do all this if I don't have a great team. So what's like a typical thursday friday saturday night look for you you do your you do your thing at home you've got eight shabbat to tonight yeah i do eight to ten i do the tennis as you know yeah I, I usually do a little bit of therapy or something like that yep. one day a week just to you know get the, the the soul right that's great yeah and then um meetings 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 all day long i break for an hour or two and then i go into my restaurants and then sometimes my nightclub and so you go into your restaurants, you hop from restaurant to restaurant, and just keep an eye on. And so I try to focus in on one a night instead of trying to hit five a night. Mm. I would rather have great quality time in one of them and, and go around to the, the different ones, you know, nightly. You're touching the management team, you're touching the wait staff. You're, you're just yeah, but I, I love to have the experience inside my restaurants, and I love and I and I and I you know when I first started going, it would be like the managers with the managers making, on, I don't want a manager to ever serve me. Mm. I want to know what the experience is for, for my guests. I want the servers to serve and, and to see what the whole experience is. If you just have your manager on top of you, I don't get a good sense of it. So what's the difference between a good weight service and bad weight service? I what, think, what's the difference between good and great? So I think being able to anticipate their desires and their needs before they ask for it. You make sure that that water's full. You make sure that that cocktail, the second one's on the way right before they finish their first one. Mm. You make sure that the the food is coming out timely and when it's supposed to and they don't feel like rushed or they feel like it's taking too long for certain things. You have to really be able to, and I don't want someone really talking my ear off and doing the whole thing. Right. I really just want great service so that they could have, so they feel like they're being taken care of and they could have their best experience. Oh, that's amazing. And when you go into your restaurant at night and you look around and you see that some of these things are off, do you go right to the waiter? Or do you go to, you, right, to your I, I, I'm not one of these guys that writes things down on notes and then we'll send an email the next day about it. I hit it right away. I grab the, the manager. Moment. I grab the server. I see an issue. I, I, I wish I could because some people say it's better to then, then you know, make notes, send it later on. So, mm -hmm. No way, man. I, and if the, if the food is not great, I, I, I make sure they send it right back to the chef in the back and whatever it is and say, this is the issue. Take a look at this because I don't want someone else to have the same issue. And part of that's got to be your experience 
starting as a bartender. You're probably sure. a bar back. You're probably waiting. No, no, everything. I've managed. done every job from host to server to, to manager to uh, assistant manager to general manager, director of operations, all that. Marketing. So you can do it all. Yeah, I never, I never have to be handcuffed by anybody because they think I'm not going to do the job myself. They all know that I know what I'm talking about. I'm not some guy that inherited some money and I said, let me open up a spot, da, da, da. Right. They know that I, I know what the fuck I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, you ran the POS yeah, system. Yeah, they, know, you, they yeah. know what I'm doing. David, this was amazing, man. I super appreciate everything you of do course, for my business. Of course. I appreciate everything you do for my family, personally and professionally. It was amazing having you on. I love you. I love your family. I love what, I love what you're doing. And I think it's important that the world knows. I love you too, brother. Thank you for having me. Woo!